1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning and welcome to The Morning Bee. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, we have a fantastic show coming up for you. We're kicking things off uh, with our attorney, Paula Caney. We're talking about uh, what's going on at the Supreme Court right now. It's a pretty terrifying thing. Uh, Four decades after Roe v. Wade is done and dusted, uh, could it be overturned? And more importantly for us in our community, what could that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Are we the next target? Also, Omicron, the question is, uh, is it is it worse to be more deadly or more contagious? If we have to choose one or the other, uh, what are we looking at? What are we dealing with with Omicron? We've got Dr. Laura Rush calling in a little bit later on in the show to break that down and keep us safe as we continue to battle this global pandemic. A little bit later on in the show, we're joined by Penny Nalampoon, uh, who is one of the main main attractions in the HBO Max uh, series, 12 Dates of Christmas. Uh, he's queer and he's looking for love and he might've found it.
3: Amen. Uh, if
2: you've been following the series and it's uh, second season, uh, you know, he's a fan favorite and we can't wait to have him here on the morning beat. I can't wait to hear about your exciting weekend ahead. Michaela Gordon, Thank you're heading you, to Palm schnooky. Springs again. I feel like you're in Palm Springs every other weekend.
3: Listen to me. Palm Springs likes me and I like that. They like me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you I'm like really me. Excited. You really like, you me. like me. Even though she never actually said that, did she? No. Sally Field, where's she been? I know,
3: little brat.
2: So what's going on?
3: Uh, I'm very excited this weekend. I will be at Desert Rose Playhouse starting at 7 p.m. The show starts with Brian Justin Crum. You may remember that name from America's Got Talent. His voice is beautiful. Also, Broadway star, honey. He's putting on a beautiful performance. Um, I'll be singing a few tunes along with comedian Devin Green, who also lives in Palm Springs. It's night and tomorrow night. You can go to DesertRosePlayhouse.org. To get tickets, um, it's quickly selling out. I'm excited. I'm excited. I feel like this is the first holiday yeah. show that I'm doing. However, I posted. I'm gonna stop talking after this. But I posted next week is never a Christmas. stop talking. Never is the Christmas special I did with the CW. Oh,
2: I saw. Did you like it? I didn't, the audio wasn't working. I was confused. I
3: don't care. Emil said that he was crying, and that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Emil, we're on TV, honey.
2: Well, Emil's going to be on TV today. My fiance's on the Nick Cannon show that's today. Right, so, baby. if you're uh, wherever you live, if you get the Nick Cannon show, I believe it's on Fox. Uh, tune in and check him out. He just flew in from a red eye late last night. I was asleep. He just gave me a kiss on my shoulder and went back and went to sleep. So. I'll tell you
3: what, there's some people that you just root for, and you're like, I just want them to do well. And I feel that way about Emil. He's I one just of the best Human beings in
2: the world, I have no idea I how I've tricked him into marrying. me. That's not
3: me. true. Shut up, you're wonderful too. Uh, but he really is so, so sweet. Well,
2: speaking of him, before we do news on the beat, guess what he's doing this weekend? Go off taking me to see Love Actually, the Broadway musical at the Amazon here in uh, in Beverly Hills. Oh
3: my god, that's so cute! Can't that's we, such we're a doing a whole idea. little Sunday
2: afternoon date. So That's we're kicking precious. off our holidays this weekend as well. I
3: love it. That's going to be so much fun. It's well, we time. should
2: uh, we should get into some news on the beat, though, because we do have business at hand. So you what do you it, got?
3: Honey. All right. Well, new stricter COVID-19 testing requirements for all travelers coming up to the U.S. are set to take effect Monday. The new rules will require travelers coming to the U.S. to test negative one day before departure instead of up to three days before entering the country. Now, we will go in-depth with Dr. Laura Rush. Uh, about how to travel amid this Delta virus, this uh, Omicron variant. Uh, it's going to be intense. Now, another in news Mary Kay Thomas was a middle school principal in southwest Minnesota for 16 years. But when administrators hung a rainbow flag in the school cafeteria, the religious rites started howling for her head. School district officials gave it to them, she says. It just took them a while. Now, Thomas hadn't actually done anything wrong by hanging the flag, it's a pride flag. After a small group of anti-LGBTQ middle school staff, parents, students, and local clergy complained, she handed out rainbow stickers to students that wanted them to show that wanted to show solidarity with queer kids. While well, they couldn't fire her, they hounded her until she quit. She has filed a lawsuit against discrimination uh, and has since left the job after 16 years. A group on. of
2: teachers got together and started this with some students. That's insane. It's Can you insane. imagine being like, oh, these teachers hate us.
3: They're afraid of this
2: colorful flag. It's crazy. This thing that happens in nature.
3: Yeah. Like, totally uh, abnormal. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 48 in New York, 64 in LA, 72 in Vegas, 82 in Palm Springs, 79 in Houston, 66 in Kansas City, 79 in Miami, a high of 59 in Baltimore, 72 in St. Louis. 82 in La Quinta and 84 in Cathedral City may give us a vibe of the day.
2: The thankful receiver bears a plentiful harvest. Be thankful always, not just on Thanksgiving. Yeah, all the time always. and we're thankful for odyssey and channel q uh, bringing you happy holiday our exclusive holiday music station specially curated with all your favorite lgbtq plus artists and allies singing the biggest holiday hits of the season artists like sam smith lady gaga britney spears michaela gordon rupaul and more just uh, search happy holiday on the odyssey app to listen now
3: absolutely all right coming up uh Paula county is joining us What happens with Roe v. Wade possibly ending to our LGBTQ rights? We talk about it next.
2: It's that time. Our first round of what's poppin'. McKayla Gordon, what's going on?
3: Let's go, honey. There's a lot going on in the news Jay, As always, and Let what's me get poppin'? Straight to that, what's poppin', baby? <laughs> honey,
2: you're trying okay, to get out of here. So you're ready to get to Palm Springs.
3: I am. I'm ready to sing, honey, in my emerald green gown today. Of course, it's emerald green. You know, I love that color. I know. That's what I picked up for our wedding. Um. So <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Okay, so Dr. Oz, we talked about yesterday, uh, made an announcement that he's running for uh, Senate in Pennsylvania.
2: Where he does not live.
3: Where he doesn't live. But now he's, uh, it appears he's pulled out. uh, The Fox station group uh, has pulled the Dr. Oz show from its New York and Philadelphia stations. Following a host, Dr. Oz's announcement yesterday that he'd be running from the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania and TV's number one, Market, New York, where the syndicated daytime show airs at 2 p.m., who's reaching whose parts of Pennsylvania has replaced it with another syndicated talk carrier carried by the Fox stations, The Real, which is shifting from a different day part. Uh, it's interesting. Fox TV stations proceeded with pulling a lot of different television shows, uh, but they said that... Uh, it would be a nightmare for them, and there was no way they were going to be able to do that, keeping it on, if he ran. Uh, is, is that weird?
2: It's a conflict. No, you're not allowed. It's, it's basically free advertising. If you're running for if you're running for a Senate seat in Pennsylvania, you can't be on a daytime talk show on a major network on a daily basis that is essentially promoting you. It's free. It's free campaign ads. So they had to pull the shows off of everywhere. It's wow. really good for my fiance Emil Ennis Jr. though, who will be Amen. who will be appearing on the reel, I believe Monday or Tuesday of next week once again, uh, because now they're back on Fox Five. They got pushed over to like the like the like the equivalent of whatever my 13 is here in, in los angeles you know we have fox 11 and my 13 is where other fox things kind of live it's whatever their version is in new york city right. so he so the reel is going to be back on fox 5 now so they've got to be thanking dr oz
3: i love it listen i i think that that's interesting his uh his run is so important to him that he's willing to lose his shows for it hope so yeah let
2: get him off the air completely he's a quack doctor he's a snake oil salesman bye honey he's just been problematic for a lot of years and and promotes things that are not healthy for people based off of you know dollars that are going into his bank account yeah. from advertisers it's just it, it's it's he's not what he used to be
3: absolutely all right well coming up in the next hour what the health dr laura rush joins us on the omicron variant the word is that it may be more contagious and less deadly but is that fake news we'll discuss next
2: As I look up to the monitor, I see breaking news that Omicron has now been detected in five states, uh, and this is changing very, very quickly. We're hearing a lot of different reports on Omicron, how dangerous it actually is. Uh, So we're going to be joined by Dr. Laura Rush in about 15 minutes uh, for What the Health, uh, talking about uh, what's fake news, what's real. Is Omicron more contagious and less deadly? And if so, is that a good thing? Um, And she's gonna share her expert opinion coming up in just a little bit And what the health. Uh, Right now though, it is time for some news on the beat. Michaela, what do you got for us? It's you Michaela. it's time for you to talk. I'm on it. Mm -hmm. Over there.
3: And here we are, Mary Kate Thomas, I found it, was a middle school principal in Southwest Minnesota for 16 years. But when administrators hung a rainbow flag in the school cafeteria, the religious right started howling for her head. School district officials gave it to them, she says, it just took them a while. Now, Thomas hadn't actually done anything wrong by hanging the flag, and after a small group of anti-LGBTQ middle school staff, parents, students, and local clergy complained, she handed out rainbow stickers to students that wanted them to show solidarity with queer kids. While they couldn't fire her, they hounded her until she quit, she alleges. Thomas filed a lawsuit against the Marshall School District last month, alleging discrimination and retaliation says the district launched an investigation into non-specific workplace allegations that should have lasted a week or two but dragged on for months as she was placed on administrative leave and suspended without pay. Thomas, who has a storied history of excellent performance reviews, was demoted from her longtime position and assigned a demeaning special projects position instead. The year before she was removed, the previous superintendent named her champion of students, highlighting her support for the underrepresented and marginalized. Wait,
2: wait, wait, what? Yeah. Champion of Students one year, Supporting the marginalized and the underrepresented and the next year they force her out because of a rainbow the flag? The
3: school lowered the flag after she was removed from the position.
2: Wow.
3: Because wow. she put out a pride flag if after six. If you don't years. understand
2: what that does to the psyche of young people, by the way, who like
3: lowered half the of, flag like she was dead, by the way. Like half of
2: teenagers nowadays identify as something other than cis straight, by the way. We've done these reports many times on our show.
3: I would just
1: imagine looking around our room, how politically like charged, it must be. You know, oh, yeah. all, the, all the different colors. I don't even
2: have. know what half the flags a couple are. Couple of the flags in there. I yeah. should do better. There's a whole bunch of them over there, and then that side of the room. I'm not even exactly sure what they are. I
3: think it's a rug.
2: I think. Oh, that is a rug, that, yes. That one. Oh, yeah, that one is actually a rug. Yeah,
3: that's okay. I but just... there's
1: other flags there.
2: But there's a bisexual flag over there. I know that one for there's sure. There's an asexual flag. An asexual flag. That one I think i got got. Bisexual. A... I said bisexual, Justin. Pansexual. You know, there's a Justin, leather. Justin,
3: your straight guilt is showing. Let AJ save yeah. the flag. Can Name I just talk about honey. these
2: things? Straight man, please, can you stop <laughs> interrupting me? Fine, um, go on, drag race. There's a there's a leather flag too.
3: I wear the leather pants. Saw
2: that one. We were at the Harvey Milk Center in San Francisco in the Castro District a few weeks ago. So For
3: leather daddies? Yeah. What if I want to be a leather mama?
2: You could start one, probably.
3: What is that, a dominatrix?
2: Mm, I don't know. I'll go back and watch season one of Pose again, and I can't remember.
3: Okay, because Fashion Nova's having a sale, and I could literally just get some leather pants.
2: There's nothing on Fashion Nova's website that's even close to leather. It's maybe pleather on a good day. Oh, my day.
3: God. Wait, why did I see this hilarious meme? I think it actually came <laughs> from Jarrett. Hill, and Jared was like, enough with the vegan leather. Oh my god! Okay. It's pleather, no, okay, it's so always I, big. I've been saying
2: that for a decade until one time I bought a couch that was pleather.
3: And you wanted to say <laughs> and vegan And they sold leather? it
2: as vegan leather, so all of a sudden I was like, oh yes, I have this lovely vegan leather um, sectional well, couch. because
3: it sounds better.
2: Yeah, because I got it at like a cheap place. Yeah, because
3: pleather sounds cheap.
2: Yeah, one time I will tell you this story. My sister who used to love me, Carrie, Um, before she became like a weird like christian whatever uh when she was in high school i was in college i believe or maybe she was yeah she was in high school i think i was home from college and she called me at home and said hey we did not have cell phones yet she goes um i tore my pants that you got me at wet seal and i need you to bring me something uh i'm currently wearing a sweater around my waist to cover it. i need new pants well she had these like kind of caramel colored pleather pants Hot. that she used to wear that were so fierce and she split them right up the middle and i had to bring her jeans
3: listen to me when we did our very first pride <laughs> parade and now she hates me well i hate her <laughs> we did a pride parade with channel q and our big straight boss was there and he's like a young good looking guy i had my jewelry top on that was like connected by like a necklace and i had these pleather pants on And literally, in four and a half seconds, my jewelry top fell off, then I bent over to pick it up, and my leather (laughs) pants split down the middle. (laughs) Then I was like naked the rest of the walk, and I was like, happy gay pride! It was mortifying. I'm actually so embarrassed thinking about it right now. And then you flashed
2: the protesters, which was always a fun time.
3: I know they actually didn't deserve these movies. Yeah, that's
2: a weird thing to do to flash protesters. Like, <laughs> she didn't mean to. She it just oh. slipped to the
1: side.
3: And then uh, our then another host on this show had an interview with NBC. ABC. <laughs> ABC. And I didn't know what I was. The camera topless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, you are so. Is so, that why they canceled so Palm
2: Springs Pride for two years in a row because of you?
3: Probably, I'm like a hazel. Um,
2: except that was LA Pride. Or, oh, oh, that was LA Pride.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. I know. Cancelled that one too. <laughs> it was we, my we thought fault. it was the pandemic all along. It was actually <laughs> your breasts. <Because> my...
3: <laughs> Let's get into some weather. Okay, it's going to be <laughs> a
2: little bit nipply outside today. <laughs> a wee bit. A little
3: nipply. Just a wee bit. Just a bit. Uh, It's going to be a high of 82 in La Quinta, 82 in Cathedral City, 48 in Chicago, 73 in Atlanta, 55 in San Francisco, 79 in Houston, 82 in Palm Springs, and 72 in Vegas. (laughs) Now give us a vibe of the day.
2: Wow, here's your vibe of the day. The thankful receiver bears a plentiful harvest, and you're going to be thankful when you hear this news because channel q if you listen to us on the odyssey app you can win free weekly gas tank fill-ups and qualify to win gas for an entire year that's right an entire year just take us with you anywhere you go on the odyssey app listen at home or on your smart speaker just ask siri to play channel q and let channel q pick up your gas tab for a week or
3: an entire year Okay, amen Coming up, we're very excited out of Palm Springs Dr. Laura Rush is joining us On the Omicron variant Now the word is that it may be more contagious than deadly But she'll clear that up Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London
0: To see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour It's Tay in the UK Hey, it's Taylor Just download the free Odyssey app Log in and listen to a participating station For a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry And you could win a chance to fly off to London With three friends and see taylor i can't wait to see you at the Eras tour in london for more go to odyssey.com slash taylor tay in the uk it's on the odyssey app thanks to republic records this is a national contest for us next
2: welcome back to the morning Beat. it's time for another round of what the health uh, today we're joined uh, from our friend from the coachella valley dr laura rush dr laura how are you
4: hi dr laura I'm- good morning i'm great how are you guys today
2: we're we're fantastic uh, a little bit on edge about omicron as many people are but we're we're seeing all sorts of conflicting information come out about this new variant uh and i think the question that i keep asking is we're hearing that it's more contagious than any of the previous variants but that it's less deadly D- is that something we preferred we want it to spread more easily but not kill as many people or be as 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 harmful to your health. Or is it better for it to not be as contagious, and maybe those few cases are just a little bit more dangerous?
4: I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think we get to we get to pick. What we did discover just yesterday that Omicron is here in California. They they reported the first case yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, what we are hopeful, we're cautiously optimistic that the current vaccines that we're getting, especially the mRNA vaccines. Are going to be useful against stopping the spread or at least keeping people out of the hospital as it's been working with with delta so far what we know about omicron is that it does have a lot of mutations over 50 compared to what we've seen with the other variants that have been out there this can render it a little bit more infectious meaning it can spread much more quickly um, you know evading our, our ability to to fight it off much more so than the other variants um, you know, like I said, we're cautiously optimistic, even if the effectiveness of the antibodies is, you know, drops 10 to 20% with this new virus, we still, you know, are hopeful that we're going to be going, uh, staying out of the hospital, for lack of better words. So, yeah, the answer to your question is, I think we will be able to stay out of the hospital. It's a little less deadly but more infectious.
3: I mean, I think that that gives me a little bit of good news. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Dr. Laura Rush. What the Health? It has uh, been found in five different states now, um, and people are getting ready to travel. I know that I am. I'm coming to Palm Springs this weekend. I hope you leave the show tonight, Dr. Laura Rush, and that was a drag <laughs> if you're not. Um, and then we're going to, uh, you know, uh, AJ's partner was just in New York for work, do you recommend people still traveling? I know that other parties, holiday parties are getting canceled. Like where's the medium here while still taking caution?
4: Right now it is still safe to travel. If you're following the precautions, if you're boosted, especially, you' you're considered even more safe because that's really even bringing up your, your immunity even more so than just the first two by vir- uh, the first two vaccines. So it is okay to continue to travel international travel there's going to be some new regulations set in place in terms of coming back into the country you're going to need an updated covid test prior or 24 hours prior to entering the US but right now they're still saying it is okay to continue to travel if you're going to be in large groups it's the same as what we've been doing make sure you're staying among vaccinated people lots of hand washing and lots of mask wearing at this point it really everyone should be donning their own n95 mask that's going to be the best protection
2: yeah i mean yeah we own n95 mask and and wear them whenever we're in like high traffic situations or if we're on a plane or going to an airport or anywhere in public and i think that's such such great advice uh you know uh tracking these things has become you know half the battle and i feel like we're getting better at it but how exactly do you track for instance we heard about Omicron for a bit before it came to the United States and then it's in California and sure. now it's in five states. Do you think it's probably likely in, you know, many, many more states? And how do we track it and how do we shut it down? Are we are we quarantining the people who have come you know, who have tested positive for Omicron? What does that process look like?
4: Exactly what exactly that. So they're in quarantine. People that are coming back from areas where it was first discovered like South Africa, the person who was identified in California had just traveled from South Africa about 10 days ago. And because he came down with mild symptoms two or three days after he arrived, they sequenced the DNA of the virus that he had and discovered that it was Omicron. So then they go ahead and contact the people that he has been in contact with and let it'll let them know that they're testing and you know making sure that they have not contracted Omicron as well. So they just find and locate the people who have been in areas where it was first discovered and then start sequencing their virus. Contact, and that's how contact we determine where it essentially.
2: is. Yeah. It, feels, it feels so complicated mm-hmm. to me. I also, though, there is some other good news uh, that could be, you know, really help us turn the corner on this this pandemic. Pfizer and I believe one other company are actually working on, on, on drugs to treat COVID. Uh, so if you do get COVID, uh, they can keep you out of the hospital, keep you from death. Uh, what do you know about that front?
4: We are in a much, much better position than where we were one year ago in terms of the medications that we're using to treat COVID. So we're doing a lot of treatment at home. Uh, fortunately, you know, with the vaccine, even if you do come down with COVID, if you're vaccinated, the symptoms are much more mild. You can be treated at home. You know, we're, we've been doing monoclonal antibody infusions at home. And then, yes, there are some new medications, um, oral medications on the horizon that can help treat COVID and keep people from, from dying, from going into the hospital so compared to a year ago, uh, even almost two years ago, we were super scary and we didn't know how to treat this or what we, how we even going to approach treatment. We're in a much better position now.
3: Hmm. Uh, Dr. Laura Rush, we want to continue talking with you for What The Health because with federal COVID sick leave gone, workers are feeling even more pressure to show up to work and people are scared. We'll discuss next.
2: Welcome back to The Morning Beat and What The Health with Dr. Laura Rush. Now, Dr. Laura, You know, economists and public health experts are are all saying that paid sick leave is an essential tool, uh, just as important as testing, masks and vaccines in the effort to prevent COVID-19 infection and keep the workplace safe. Uh, But as federal COVID sick leave has gone away, uh, workers are now feeling pressure to show up to their jobs. How dangerous is that and what? What, as a, as a health professional, do you recommend somebody do if they're in the situation where they have to, to decide, I either show up sick or I stay home and don't get paid?
4: It is such a hard decision. So, you know, we had some relief last year with giving some federal aid to small businesses, you know, with uh, employers at 50 to 500 employees, giving them some financial assistance to keep people at home so they're not going to work gave them up to 80 hours of pay so they could stay home and take care of themselves. But that expired last December. And, you know, the U S is one of the few countries that doesn't actually have a national paid family leave policy for, for sick leave. So it's a hard decision, especially lower income family members who work in different fields. They don't have paid sick leave. You know, if they're stuck at home taking care of a loved one, an elderly parent, or even a child, they have to make a hard decision whether or not they can come in to come into work and spread whatever possible virus that they have, so it's it's a hard decision. And, you know, I work with my patients trying to encourage them. Please don't come to work sick because you know you're spreading it around. This is gonna, you know, it'll infect everybody that you work with. And you know, you're bringing diseases back home if somebody else is coming into work sick as well. How do, how it's, do, it's a really hard spot.
2: How do we not have paid sick leave yet? I mean, I'm looking at a country like Germany for instance, they've had it for 140 years. How on earth? I mean, they they made it through Nazi they made it through Hitler and they still have sick paid leave. I mean, there's a how lot is,
3: of things other countries have. Yeah, now. but
2: like this seems like a pretty simple one, especially during a global pandemic. How on earth is the United States so far behind And what what needs to change?
4: You know, we've always prioritized wealth over wellness, and I think that's part of the issue. know, mm. so, we were, you know, we're looking at it I've, now.
3: I've been sick so many times, and I have this work ethic that even though, though I'm sick, I still have to go into work. I still have to make the money. I've got so many sick day, so many sick leave you days. You have months of sick pay, months. paid
2: sick leave. <laughs> because
3: I think that especially in America, we're taught just get through it, work harder, work harder. And unfortunately, that could be the downfall because... I think a lot of people are like, I don't care that I'm sick. I'm still going to work and are still going to go to work.
4: There's a lot of pressure to continue to show up. It's that whole, you know, walk it off mentality, you know, just go ahead and show up and and, and just pop into the doctor and, you know, can I get a pack? Can I just, I just need to get back to work. I don't, I can't afford to take time off. And there's pressure. There's pressure for managers, for people to show up. And, you know, as we're seeing around the United States with people calling off work during COVID, it, it really did hurt a lot of businesses with people out sick. Yeah. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure to continue to show up.
2: Yeah, that's that's so true. Look, luckily, we have fantastic insurance here uh, at Channel Q and throughout the Odyssey family. And the last two years, I will say, since I've had this job, I, uh, I have gotten sick more often and called off more often than I have in my entire life. And luckily, I, I, you know, I still felt the pressure of, you know, I always felt guilt every time because I'm obviously on air. And if I'm not here, that puts extra pressure on Michaela. So then I feel bad about that. But at the same time, though, I'm like, there's no scenario where I could put other people's lives at risk if this is, in fact, COVID. So I would get tested every single time. Um, And and do you think that something like getting tested, is that the key? You know, because there are affordable or free testing options out there for people. Is that what you would recommend get tested so at least you know uh, if you are going back to work and you're not 100% maybe you've been tested and you know that you're clear is that an option for people who just really need to go make that paycheck?
4: Absolutely. You know testing is available everywhere it's so widespread and it is free. So if you think you've been exposed, if you think you're, you know, you may have contracted COVID, then absolutely getting a test before you do show up to work, you know, getting a flu test, going and getting a COVID test. And staying vaccinated, staying on top of all of your vaccines so that you know that you at least have a modicum of protection before you do go back to work because you need to be in work.
3: Mm. Absolutely. And I think it's just very important that we have uh, some of us are are. Uh, I don't want to say privileged, but we are enough to be able to go, look, I can't come to work. I don't feel good. I'll take the hit on my paycheck. Uh, But we have to keep in mind that some people do not have that privilege. And so do you think it is still our responsibility to be washing our hands, wearing our masks and still taking all precautions just because people aren't in the same position of being able to take off?
4: Everyone needs to to step up and, and look out for each other. Healthcare workers are notorious for doing this, too, for showing up to work sick as well and you know doctors especially we're not feeling well but we have pressure to go in and see 25 30 patients a day and you know calling off sick for a physician is is a big deal and you're really inconveniencing a lot of people in the process fortunately some of us can do you know turn it into a virtual appointment but we all need to be responsible and look out for each other especially since we're really not through this pandemic yet
3: Mm, that well, was great Laura advice. Rush, we appreciate you so much thank you for joining us and giving us such great insight for what the health we'll talk to you next week
4: alrighty have a great weekend
3: thank you you too alright coming up in what's poppin uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is making history yet again I don't know if I agree with this decision though and we'll talk about it next
2: from a bad romance to oh, a bad yes. decision uh, RuPaul's Drag Race just announced that it's uh, changing things up this year What's yeah, poppin'?
3: it is. All right, so RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 cast has been announced. And while some of the queens look incredible, there's one controversial queen. Maddie Morphosis is the first out cisgender heterosexual queen, a cis male. So it's the first time that a straight man has been a part of the show. And uh, it's got people talking I will say that it has me talking. I don't know if I agree with this decision, to I don't. be completely honest. Don't like it. And I think that it's, uh, you know, I think that we want equality for all. And I also think that it's just very odd to me that a straight man chooses to dress up in drag. I mean, because like you said, drag is such a form of activism. And I feel like when we let our trans brothers and sisters on the show, they're very much a part of of the community. When we let our lesbian sisters on the show, they're part of the community. They dealt with the same oppression. I feel like with a straight man, a white cis straight man...
2: They're the least, least, least marginalized group on the entire planet.
3: And also sometimes, is it a form of what bigger companies do? Is
2: it cultural appropriation? Is it just uh, placating? Is it just trying to get in on a trend? I don't like it because here's the thing. There are 14 queens this season and this, this straight cis person is one of them. But they're the headline on every single announcement. Yeah. The other 13 queens are going to We're gonna not talking about, about the other 13 and, queens. And, and listen, I, know, I, I love, 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 love. I love opening this, this platform up to others. You can experience it. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race feels personal. And I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't think... I don't. Well, th- I, I, it's
3: a place for our community uh-huh, to feel safe
2: uh-huh. from
3: people that did not always make us feel safe, and that includes cis, white, straight men. Now, are we trying to move forward in 2021? Yeah, but am I uh, going to say that I think that this makes sense? If you want to be an ally... You know, be an ally. You could also just be a drag queen. You don't necessarily need. It feels like infiltrating. It feels like when we talk about Lisa Vanderpump coming into West Hollywood. Yes,
2: and it feels like it feels like bachelorette <laughs> parties at the Abbey yes. that have been banned. Like I like get out. We're not. We're not. We're not like gorillas in the zoo. You don't get to come watch us and be a part and like, oh, this is fun. Like, go figure out your own thing. Y- y- go figure out your own thing. And it's
3: a respect thing. I think for me, like yes. where they have. Things like, like BET. I'm not going to go be like, hey, can I audition for a BET? Like, I respect the host. Of course. I respect that platform. Of course. I respect what it's for. Do we want equality? Yes, but also I respect that station. I, I think it's weird.
2: Drag is a form of activism, and it's very political, and there's a reason. That drag was born. There's a reason that those queens have had to fight to create their own communities and and, and to be seen and heard. And just because drag is now popping and it's it's mainstream, I don't like the idea of bringing in cis straight men to now also be a part of this. And that might maybe I might get dragged for that that's intended, okay i'm willing to
3: get dragged for it as well i just don't like it but i also think that you can um appreciate something without involving yourself
2: yes you don't have to this is this is the problem with cis straight men mm-hmm. especially white ones they center themselves in every single conversation and every single issue it's not yeah, about you it, honey it's not for you let it be go do yeah. your thing that's fine yeah. But, like, let these queens who are literally Kylie Sonique shared that you shared this earlier. Kylie Sonique just won All Stars, the last round of All Stars. And she's a trans woman and that is a journey, right? And she also had a couple hundred dollars to her name and had to ask for favors to help pull her looks together for the yeah, show. Yeah. Listen, this show she is was important. struggling.
3: This show is important. That's how much it meant to her. And it brings visibility yeah. to trans women and trans men who cannot find a job the same way that cis men can. They don't can. have a space. There is no space. Cis
2: straight men have all the space. And
3: so when they go onto the show, they're genuinely going on to win the money that yeah. they need and also the visibility to continue getting jobs. Yeah, and so just, if you give them crown to assist male. Doesn't I don't want to
2: pass judgment, but I am. And it doesn't sit well with me.
3: Judging. All right. Coming up, we're recapping <laughs> 2021. Some of the biggest milestones for the community this year. We discuss next.
2: Welcome back to the morning beat. It's time for another round of news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for all us? All right.
3: Honeywell, new stricter COVID-19 testing requirements for all travelers coming to the U.S., are set to take effect Monday. The new rules will require travelers coming to the U.S. to test negative one day before departure instead of up to three days before entering the country. The shift in policy, which Biden announced yesterday alongside a slate of new steps to combat COVID-19 this winter, underscores the potential threat posed by the newly discovered Omicron variant. Separately, several GOP-led states are expanding unemployment benefits to unvaccinated residents who lose their jobs due to vaccine mandates. And in Europe, Germany announced a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated yesterday as its leaders backed plans for mandatory vaccinations in the coming months. Now, if you missed the conversation we had for What the Health with Dr. Laura Rush, you can always download our podcast at odyssey.com. Now, another news, Mary Kate Thomas was a middle school principal in southwest Minnesota for 16 years. But when administrators hung a rainbow flag in the school cafeteria, the religious right started howling for her head. School district officials gave it to them, she says. It just took them a while. Thomas hadn't actually done anything wrong by hanging the flag. And after a small group of anti-LGBTQ middle school staff, parents, students and local clergy complained, she handed out rainbow stickers to students that wanted them to show solidarity with queer kids. Well, they couldn't fire her, They hounded her until she quit. She alleges Thomas filed a lawsuit against the Marshall School District last month, alleging discrimination and retaliation. She says the district launched an investigation into nonspecific workplace allegations that should have lasted a week or two, but dragged on for months. She was placed on administrative leave and suspended without pay. Thomas, who has a storied history of excellent performance reviews, was demoted from her longtime position and assigned a demeaning special projects position instead The year before she was removed, the previous superintendent named her champion of students, highlighting her support for the underrepresented and marginalized. The school lowered the flag after she was removed from the position. A woman who, after 16 years, was named champion of students, highlighted her support for the underrepresented and marginalized, was uh, very easily let go. So just by flying a pride flag, devastating. All right. Another news. Congress averted a government shutdown last night when both chambers voted to pass a stopgap bill to extend funding through mid-February. It came after party leaders brokered a deal to overcome GOP opposition to vaccine mandates. Passage of the measure ahead of today's midnight deadline ended a standoff that had threatened to trigger a shutdown when a small number of Republican senators who object to Biden's vaccine requirements had held out the possibility of holding up a quick vote on the funding bill to resolve the impasse the two parties agreed to hold votes on the stopgap bill as well as a GOP amendment to prohibit the use of federal funding for COVID-19 vaccine mandates which ultimately failed all right let's get into a little bit of weather it's going to be a high of 64 in LA 72 in Vegas 82 in Palm Springs 79 in Houston 55 in San Francisco 45 in Seattle 37 in Buffalo, a high of 61 in Sacramento, and a high of 82 in Cathedral City. I'll see you soon, Palm Springs. I'm so ready for that weather. Now give us a vibe of the day.
2: The thankful receiver bears a plentiful harvest. We're thankful for Odyssey and Channel Q bringing you Happy Holiday, our exclusive holiday music station specially curated with all your favorite LGBTQ plus artists and allies singing the biggest holiday hits of the season. We're talking Sam Smith, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Madonna, Beyonce, Gaga, Britney, RuPaul, Michaela Gordon, and more just search happy holiday on the odyssey app to listen now if you haven't listened to sugar and spice just yet start doing it it's a really really <laughs> great holiday classic
3: love you honey love you so much all right coming up so many fabulous things happened in 2021 in regards to our community from a trans queen to a playboy going all the way left we'll discuss coming up next so
2: 2021 has been a bit of a bit of a mixed bag for the community uh in one regard, uh, it's been great just because Donald Trump is gone, right? Uh, But then you see state by state by state enacting all sorts of laws, anti-LGBTQ laws. The Equality Act has not been passed. So you might think, oh gosh, it's really not gotten any better. But there were some highlights, some moments that we need to all celebrate as we we move into 2022. We hope for a better 2022. But there were some really great things that stood out this year. Um, How about... First and foremost, I think the man of the hour of the last year was Lil Nas X. Yes. And when Lil Nas X did this cover, two of your worlds collided. Jolene,
1: Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't take my man.
2: Not a queer black man who Jolene, is on the top of Jolene, all the charts, who in one Jolene, video wrote a stripper poll down to... Uh, the devil himself took his booty right on down to hell, who then turns around and sings a cover of a Dolly Parton classic.
3: Listen, this tracks, though, because... And is
2: accepted by the world, by the way. Well,
3: he's very smart, because he collabed with Billy Ray Cyrus Mm -hmm. in, um, Old Town Road. Yep. Right? Then he got friendly with Miley Cyrus. Well, as we know, Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus's godmother. It feels like it was about to happen at some point. And, um... I actually have a very fun fact about Dolly Parton. Do you want to know what I just heard? What? Um, okay, so Pentatonics actually covered Jolene as well, and they got to do it at Jolene's home studio. No. And I know that because my makeup artist, Lipstick Nick, I saw her the other day. We were chatting, and she told me this because she got to be with Dolly Parton. She was, like, dying. She said, do you know why Dolly Parton always wears uh, long sleeves? I said, no. And she said, because she has a sleeve. Of butterflies. And I said, what? She
2: has tattoos?
3: She has a sleeve. And nobody knows it, but if you Google hard enough, you can sort of see some of the butterflies in a sheer top that she'll wear. And it's amazing. She said... Dolly's really smart, but Dolly's kind of wild. And I was like, Of course she is. She's, my low, she's
2: low key like a hardcore liberal. Like she loves everything we love. She loves us. She's so, but she always tries to stay neutral. Yeah. Which she, I kind but of. But she respect. does it in a
3: perfect way. Yep. However, Little Nas X covering Jolene, also killing the vocals, yep. by the way. Makes
2: perfect sense. Totally has a sexy voice.
3: So sexy. What
2: stands out for you?
3: Um, I think that a big deal for me was Kylie Sonique.
2: Oh, yeah. I
3: think it was incredible. I've actually known Kylie and have been friends with her for like 10 years before she was ever anything. And if you're in the West Hollywood area uh, and you've been in the scene enough, you kind of always just know each other. And uh, I heard uh, through a friend of mine, speaking of Miley Cyrus Kylie Sonique is now Miley Cyrus's drag mother. Listen
2: to all this it's interconnected. Like, all yeah. All coming together. Well, let's let's recap that moment really quickly. It was yes. a big one.
3: The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All
1: Stars 6.
3: Kylie Sonique love. Yes, mama.
2: Mama, she was the first trans woman to win RuPaul's Drag Race. And honestly, it's a big deal.
3: she is so beautiful. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I feel like I have a lot of like exclusive details. Uh, When she got the call to do it this season, during the pandemic, she had only a couple hundred dollars in her bank account, as Mm. did a lot of people. And she was like, how am I supposed to create these looks? How am I supposed to do this? And she called Willem. And Willem got her ready for the bull. Wow. And that's how she uh, was able to come up with all these looks. But I really think not only is she the first transgender woman, the first queen to literally fall on stage and turn it into a somersault?
2: Into a somersault. Hey. Right, well, iconic moment of the season. Hey. We're recapping uh, LGBTQ+, highlights of 2020, tw- or 2021. You do have a lot to be proud of. How about JoJo Siwa on Dancing with the Stars with Jenna Johnson, the first same-sex duo okay. to ever dance on that ma- it's a major network production in their 30th season that was a big one for me also there were a record number of lgbtq olympians this year in tokyo tokyo almost didn't happen it was delayed by a year turned out to be the gayest olympics we've ever experienced uh and that was really 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 awesome um how about the old gays are you familiar with the old gays
3: this is so cute coachella
2: valley yes what what do we know about them michaela
3: they're adorable so the foursome of gay men who range in age from the mid-60s to late 70s have more than 3.2 million followers (laughs) and 320 million views Uh, across their social media platforms. I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Truly, one of the men said, I mean, at 77 years old, I never had any idea that this would happen to me. It's totally surreal. I feel like a dinosaur, but the way that people are reacting to me and to others, I can't believe it. It's amazing because we talk about this a lot. We feel like there's a certain generation that just sort of got the... They, did, yeah, the they did they
2: did. the work. And then they and didn't then really we got, benefit. Yeah.
3: And so uh, people like Montana Tucker, who have like 11 million followers, are taking them and doing TikToks with them and doing all these things. And it's a beautiful way to celebrate where we've come from. Their, their faces are so They're sweet. They're
2: adorable. Also, comic book lovers had a big, big year. Like fan favorites like Robin, Batwoman, and The Flash. All part of the community. Also, uh, Clark Kent's son. Superman's son is bisexual, ladies and gentlemen. That's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, Pete Buttigieg and and Chastain. Uh, Welcome their first uh, two children, their newborns, Penelope Rose and Joseph August uh, back in September. That was a really, really big deal. And then also this moment that, that we've sort of been waiting for, and it sort of almost happened a few times, uh, but this was, was pretty big. Carl Nassib came out as the first active uh, NFL player totally. uh, to, to be announce himself as gay, and he plays for your hometown, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. Carl Nassib, I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. I just want to take a quick
1: moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest.
3: I think it's amazing. I think it's so exciting. Also, uh, historic uh, queer cover models for playboy yep. it went totally different they just announced cardi b as their creative director uh, but we saw our trans brothers and sisters gay uh non-binary uh asian black
2: Bretman rock
3: yes, filipino on the incredible. cover pretty awesome it's been so great so hopefully 2022 takes some notes and we continue uplifting our community now coming up uh, a few moments to lift up the brainiest member of the community and bring awareness to the trans community we discuss
2: So if you're a Jeopardy fan, uh, you know some pretty incredible things are happening over there right now. Uh, If you're sort of watching from afar, you might see all the drama about Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings and who's going to host and is Mayim Bialik problematic, blah, blah, blah. We want to focus in on the positive because something really, really cool is happening right now. Amy Schneider is on a winning streak that is nearly unprecedented uh, and Thursday night uh, secured her spot as the show's fifth all time champion. Her 12 day earnings so far total $483,000. Oh my
3: God.
2: What Ken Jennings is currently hosting says uh, her run is exemplary, noting she was starting to enjoy some rarefied air due to her impressive victories. In particular, at this point, uh, there are only nine other players in Jeopardy history who have won more games than her. Uh, so this is a really big deal uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, also, She just so happens to be a trans woman.
3: Stop it. I
2: just love the representation because she's so far won 12 episodes. Like I said, that means she's been on the air for about three weeks. That's that is middle America Mm -hmm. watching at seven or seven thirty whenever the show airs. I can't remember right before primetime. People who watch this, who've been watching this with their families for decades, seeing a trans woman go out there and represent the community. And also she wears a pin every time, too. To let people know what exactly she is and who she's who she is and what what she stands for, I love that. Do we have here her talking about just that moment? Amy Schneider with
3: almost. Uh, you know, it's so amazing why you find it. Do you have it, Justin? Okay, you wore a special pen on one of our shows. Can you talk about it?
5: It was the trans flag pen. Thanksgiving is a time for family, and sadly, it's still true for a lot of trans people that 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 can be difficult for them. That they have, may have a difficult relationship with their families. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough not to have that issue myself, but I know it's out there and so I just wanted to kind of send, send that message of support.
3: You know, it's amazing because one of my favorite memories uh, with my papa and my grandma was that my grandma would make dinner at five. And then my papa <laughs> always five, always right? Five. five
2: o'clock. Why so early?
3: Yeah. And then I'd go into the living room and I would have a cup of coffee with my papa. And it was like actual coffee. Wait, how old were you? I was like six or seven. My
2: grandma made my sister coffee too. <gasps> I it's loved so it. weird. It was
3: more creamer, but totally. it's still coffee. Yes, yes. And then my papa would yell out all the wrong answers to, Jeopardy, but it's one of those memories.
2: Sort of like our producer Justin does; always gets them yeah, wrong. Yeah, always.
3: Mm-hmm. And then sometimes my Papa would let me curl his hair in sponge rollers while he <laughs> yelled him wrong. I mean, he was like totally down for the trans community; didn't even know it. However, I came from a very strict Italian family, and to think thirty years ago, yeah. had they seen a trans woman. That would have been a big conversation. It would actually would not have been a conversation. They would have called her every name in the book. They would have misgendered her. Well, I'm
2: curious. It's interesting because my grandmother once said to me that my grandpa would have been a lot cooler with my sexuality than I thought because I never came out to him. And that was one of my biggest regrets. He was a pretty tough guy, served in World War II. And after he passed away, my grandmother went into a drawer in his bedroom and she pulled out this pamphlet from a time that he had won a trip through Prudential Insurance. He was an insurance salesman and they got to go down to, I believe it was New Orleans for like a long weekend or a week or something like that with another couple. And they had this pamphlet that they saved from a night when they went out to a drag show. They were all oh drag. Oh
3: my God.
2: And and she, she may have called them cross dressers or something other than drag performers at the time, but she said these were the most beautiful women she'd ever seen. Yeah. And that my grandpa had the time of his life and loved it. Well you and know, had no problem whatsoever.
3: It, that's so funny that you say that because actually when my mom came out and uh and then she started dating this woman, uh I remember my family was very like racist and homophobic and mm. they threw around the F word. However, my papa and my Mom's girlfriend got along ridiculously. Yep. They were in love with each other. Yep. And my papa knew, I was very aware, and then they couldn't talk about it, but he like loved her. And it's interesting that you say that because maybe it would have been different. Yeah. Um Infra-
2: so, people don't don't know what they don't know.
3: And people love Kind of who they love. If you're yeah. nice enough and you keep coming around,
2: and I gosh, I remember my my the N word used to be pretty common in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, not my immediate family, but my dad used to say it a lot, and it was uh, he was in the vernacular of, of my community. And then all of a sudden, I started bringing around you know my first serious boyfriend who was yeah, black, and my yeah. fiance now who is black. and My family loves him so much. So I think that something like you know this woman Amy on on Jeopardy. For the last three weeks, is a really, really monumental thing. She also shares a story, and this is really, this is so relatable. The first movie I ever saw in a movie theater my entire life was the Care Bears movie.
4: Oh my God! My
2: mom tried to take me to the matinee. It was sold out in our hometown, and I remember being so devastated. We had to wait a few hours to go see the next, the next, like uh, showing of it. And Amy shares that when she was a little girl, her family didn't have a whole lot, but she loved. She was six years old. She loved the Care Bears, uh, but her, her parents couldn't afford actual name brand Care Bears. So her mom made her a bear, a stuffed animal, and named it Outdoors Bear
3: oh. so that she would feel
2: cool. And I'm just like, that, if that's not the most relatable story, yeah. our, our parents do what they can with what they have. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful, whether you're a, a trans child or, or or a cis child, our stories are the same.
3: Well, and I think, too, this is a really beautiful representation of our trans community. Oftentimes, you know, we, uh, oh, we just tropes. talked about yes. Kylie Sonique on draw grace. Like, maybe that's not as relatable for middle America. Maybe what mm-hmm. is a different conversation is seeing a trans woman on Jeopardy! Uh, wearing a pin and showing how brilliant trans women and trans men are—like you, your brain doesn't stop—and I think it's just a different type of representation yes. to maybe As opposed, dive in. Yeah,
2: not a street worker, not a you know, not doing things of uh, sex work to which try to survive, totally which okay. is absolutely okay. But, but and, and also, but maybe those
3: sex workers could have been on Jeopardy, but have been percent. given the chance. But
2: oftentimes, media only portrays those stories. Right. You know, we don't hear about the Angelica Ross, who's, who's
3: brilliant
2: and starts her own business and, and, and helps others oh, do the same. So like, but yeah, this is right. another awesome representation
3: absolutely um all right well coming up Adele is back in the news and I love it she said she's talking about why she doesn't watch the housewives and what might happen to her brain <laughs> speaking of brains coming up
2: it's time for another round of what's popping but first I want to tell you about something really cool that's going on here at channel q if you listen to our station on the odyssey app you can win free weekly gas tank phillips because fill ups because santa's coming early you could also qualify to win gas for an entire year that's right an entire year just take us with you anywhere you go on the odyssey app if you don't have it yet head over to wearechannelq.com to download that Uh, listen at home or on your smart speaker just ask siri to play channel q and let channel q pick up your gas tab for a week or an entire year pretty cool stuff Michaela. so
3: cool honey so
2: last watts uh, last watts popping so last uh, what's popping of the week what do you got for us? it sounds
3: like your brain just died
2: When did it live? Which is
3: what would happen to Adele. She watched any sort of the Housewives franchise. Was that a
2: transition?
3: Oh, I think it was.
2: Go off, sis.
3: Adele uh, just recently did an interview. Take it easy on her, Bravo fans. She said, I know a lot of people love it, but I can't. My brain will die. I just can't do it. I don't know who any of them are, so I don't even feel like I could start from the beginning when it's on for so long. Now, the host, uh, Nikki DeHager, assured Adele that the shows are super binge-worthy and uh, that she may fall in love with it. And she said, no, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't work for me. I don't want to. And then she said, one time I did watch one episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey when they were all, like, literally killing each other.
2: Uh, that's, uh, that's a rough one to start on. But
3: we have a little audio. Take a listen. One time I did watch one episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey when they were all, like, literally killing each other. <laughs> but it was too much. I was like, I can't. I can't watch
5: it. I should go and watch some David Attenborough instead and watch like like a wildlife program.
3: Okay, now this is amazing. First of all, Adele is like low-key coming for everybody. First, she was like, I'm not making music for TikTokers. No, she didn't
2: call them TikTokers. She called them Ticketalkers.
3: Ticketalkers. Ticketalkers
2: or whatever they're called. Yeah,
3: she said, (laughs) I'm not making my music for Ticketalkers. I'm in therapy and I want my 30 and 40-year-olds to have something to listen to. Then she said, "I'm not into the housewives," which is a very interesting take because we've seen all celebrities, big to small, join Andy on. Nicki Minaj Happens.
2: just co-hosted the part, uh, the final part of the Potomac reunion.
3: Yeah, I mean, celebrities are like obsessed, mm-hmm. but I actually like Adele saying, "Not into it," because Listen, these these women really are only famous for drama.
2: I'll say, outside of like Melissa Gorga, and Portia Williams, on occasion. Every housewife in the franchise is nuts. Nuts. Like, I couldn't be friends with any of them. They're wild.
3: And I think that just them, it just shows... It goes to show what having exposure does for people. Even the worst-liked... Still get a major following. And so imagine if you gave that kind of exposure to like really talented people.
2: I know. Okay. So they try to like frame the housewives that they're about female empowerment, but they really are just about catfighting and dragging each other constantly. Because once and they
3: start empowering each other, people don't like it anymore. They don't.
2: It gets boring. And so I'll tell you this. This is real. Because I've watched almost every single season, almost every single episode. And I went through a time a few years ago where I was just battling some depression. My career wasn't going where I wanted it to go. And I was watching a lot of Housewives. And I had to take a six-month break. I just told myself I couldn't watch it because it was so negative. And I didn't want that energy in my life.
3: For me personally, and I think that you know this, there was a moment where I was like, it's never going to happen for me career-wise. Maybe I should just join like the Housewives or some reality show. They seem to be a lot more successful than what I'm bringing to the table as a singer, as a comedian. I love how you think
2: that's just how it happens. Like, I'll just do my backup plan, become a housewife.
3: And no- I wish that I was the only one who thought like that. It yeah. it gets really frustrating yeah. for people that have worked for fifteen years in this industry and then you see somebody just pop up on screen and get this huge following. I mean, I talked myself off the ledge, thankfully, and I'm back yeah. on track, but it does have you in your fields. Well, the
2: Beverly Hills cast is a little different though, and that's the one you would be on because they're like they are like former celebrities or they're married to somebody
3: famous yes. or you know
2: Yolanda Hadid was married to foster, or whatever.
3: Totally. Uh, and Lisa he, Renna, she has her own she had her own. She's career. had her
2: whole whole thing. Erica Jane is married to one of the most formerly most powerful attorneys in the entire country yeah um that didn't turn out too well it's though. a little different yeah
3: all right well coming up in our final hour uh i'm very excited because this guest you may not know of him right now but you will uh panay not lampoon joins us uh 12 days of christmas uh dating Episode. He's
2: finding queer love on and it's HBO amazing. Max.
3: And he's also beautiful. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of twists and turns. We're going to interview him next.
2: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for our last round of News on the Beat for the day. Uh, Just to remind you that coming up this hour, we've got one of the stars of 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max, uh, Pani Nalampoon. He is finding queer love on a reality show and wants to tell you all about it. It's very binge-worthy if you don't have plans this weekend, but he's joining us in about 12 minutes, so stick around for that. Currently, though, it is time for News on the Beat. Michaela, take it away.
3: All right, honey. Well, this is breaking news. A prosecutor filed involuntary manslaughter charges against the parents of 15-year-old accused of killing four students and wounding seven other people at a Michigan high school. James and Jennifer Crumbly were charged with four counts, each of involuntary manslaughter. Seven students and teachers were shot before Crumbly surrendered to sheriff's deputies. Three of the students died Tuesday. The fourth died Wednesday at the hospital. You know, this has been a really controversial conversation. What is it about the principal? Oh, no, next. What? Do the principal magic. Oh, yeah, I will. I got you. Uh, it's been a really conver- confrontational situation, this story, because do you hold the parents accountable when your 15-year-old takes a gun and, and it appears to be premeditated? I think you do. I think there, there needs to be some His sort of responsibility. His dad bought the gun
2: Friday. Yeah. Like, you gotta be a better parent. Like, I don't place all the blame on the parents, and, you know, kids are going to do what they do. But, gosh... Yeah. Parents need to be involved in their child's lives and actively participating. The school ha- called the parents in just recently as well.
3: Yeah. They've known. Like, they, they've yeah. known there was a problem. Yes. It's really sad. And I know
2: nobody wants to think their kid could be that kid, but...
3: Your kid's that kid. Yeah. And he could be that kid.
2: And now kids are dead because of your kid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. In other news, Mary Kay Thomas was a middle school principal in southwest Minnesota for 16 years. But when administrators hung a rainbow flag in the school cafeteria, the religious rites started howling for her head. School district officials gave it to them. She says it just took them a while. Thomas hadn't actually done anything wrong by hanging the flag. And after a small group of anti-LGBTQ middle school staff, parents, students and local clergy complained, she handed out rainbow stickers to students that wanted them to show solidarity with queer kids. Now, all they could Couldn't fire her. They hounded her until she quit. She alleges Thomas filed a lawsuit against the Marshall School District last month, alleging discrimination and retaliation. It is important to note that this teacher was named champion of students and was highlighted for her support for the underrepresented and marginalized students and that when she left, they lowered the flag after she was removed.
2: Well, she was just named champion for the students like a year or so ago, I believe. And this shows you, if if nothing else, how quickly rights can be taken away, how quickly things can change for our community. I think some people thought, you know, we got the right to marriage six years ago, and that's great. Uh, Donald Trump's gone. Great. We're safe. Uh Not the case. State by state by state. And Michigan, which is, by the way, traditionally a blue state, right? They went for Donald Trump in 2016. Came back in 2020. They went yeah. for Barack Obama twice. Yeah. It's a it's a blue collar union, Democrat state usually, and they're doing these sorts of things there. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, we just talked to Paula Canny earlier about Mississippi and what's going on there, totally with women's reproductive rights and what they're doing against trans students in Texas. I mean, and women. It's just you got the fight continues.
3: Yep, you got it. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 82 in La Quinta, 82 in Cathedral City, 39 in Buffalo, 45 in Seattle, 79 in Miami, 82 in Palm Springs, 72 in Vegas, and 64 in LA. Now give us a vibe of the day.
2: The thankful receiver bears a plentiful harvest. Be thankful. I'm thankful for Odyssey and Channel Q bringing us all of that holiday spirit this year with Happy Holiday, our exclusive holiday music station specially curated for us. With all of your favorite LGBTQ plus artists and allies singing the biggest holiday hits of the season, Ariana Grande, who I just hung out with, uh, Lady Gaga, who I've met and interviewed, Michaela Gordon, who I am best friends with and work with every single day of the Amen. week, and others. Uh, just search Happy Holiday on the Odyssey app to listen now. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com to download that app.
3: 1,000%. All right, coming up, uh, Na Nalampoon joins us. Uh, there's a new dating show that's looking kind of incredible. He's gorgeous, and there's a lot of twists and turns this Christmas. We'll discuss next.
2: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. If you think you know about the 12 days of Christmas, we're going to ask you if you know about the 12 dates of Christmas because that's what's going on right now. And we have one of the stars of 12 dates of Christmas, uh, Pani Nalampoon. Joining us right now, uh, Pani, how are you? I'm
5: good, y'all. Good morning.
2: Happy- good
3: morning, Panny. Now, ha- I'm a hardcore lesbian, but I'm going to make this very clear if you have not seen the show. You are one beautiful human being. <laughs> Gorgeous.
5: <laughs> y'all, you're so sweet. I love you. Thank you.
2: Okay, yeah. so first and foremost, for our, for our listeners who don't know, uh, set up the premise for 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO
5: Max. So three um we're, they're called leads like lead daters are thrust basically in this um this lodge like season one was um, in this uh, the same Sunday the castle in Austria but uh, this my season it was uh, Lake Tahoe so these three lead daters are put in this this giant lodge and it's kind of like group bachelor speed dating but with like a Christmas like Christmas
2: filter. Which I love. Okay, so okay, so, so, th- so
5: there's all sorts of
2: queer representation on here. This is really fantastic. Uh, spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert, there is a plot twist, so if you haven't watched yet, maybe just uh, ignore what we're about to say. But during 12 Dates of Christmas, this is interesting, because you don't start off as one of the main three looking for love, correct? Correct, yeah. So you're actually on the other side of this looking for love, and yeah. th- and then one of the main three uh, midway through the series, Markel um, reveals something that I think a lot of us can relate to, uh, that he's still in love with his ex Gregory. So before we get to what happens next, when you hear that for the first time, uh, one, was there any inclination while this was going on from your perspective? You know, these reality shows and and how these are filmed can be really interesting. Was there any inclination on your part? And, And then when you found out that he was in fact in love with his ex, what was your reaction?
5: So they did an amazing job to keep that under the wrap. Like, I think literally the only people that knew that Markel was leaving was Markel and, like, maybe, like, two of the executive producers. Literally the other leads, cast, like, everyone had no idea. They really did a good job to, like, you know, make it as real as possible in terms of, like, the surprise and our reactions. Um, but, I mean, Markel's a good friend. I, I, I was, when he, I remember standing there as he's talking about him being in love with his ex-boyfriend and the first thing I thought of y'all I was like oh I was like Gregory's about to pop out from like somewhere and like (laughs) join us in this line I swear to God and then when that didn't happen and he was like he's like I have to leave I was like oh there's a new lead that's going to pop out somewhere somewhere from like the woodwork or something and then then it wasn't and then when he like named me the lead it was Literally, like one of the like the biggest surprise of my life. I mean, you could just feel the love and the support. People were crying, clapping. Like the next day, I had like camera crew and just crew come up to me, and be like, "We were bawling back there." Like it was just, Aww. it was, it was like a really sentimental moment.
3: I think that's so beautiful because sometimes what we see in these dating shows is it's just a lot of like boozing, hooking up in the hot tub, and then it's like over, no real connections. But you actually started to bond with these people. You had a really incredible bond with one person in particular. Can you talk about that?
5: Yeah. So by the time I became the lead, um, I had three uh, three love interests come in the lodge for me. And uh, yeah, I went, uh, the last one that came in was Winston, and he's... Gorgeous and funny and, um, and everything. And uh, I ended up taking him home with me to meet my friends and family and to New York for the New York, uh, the final New Year's Eve episode. Spoilers if you aren't listening. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's awesome. He's, he's so cute. He's great.
3: Okay, well, let's talk about your friends and family because when you went to them and you're like, hey, I'm going to go on this dating show and I'm going to do it during the holidays, <laughs> might even bring one home, what did your family and friends say?
5: So when I started this, when I started the whole like interview process and everything, I told my parents, "Hey, this is a possibility that I could come home with a, with camera crew." And they were like, "Oh God, okay, well, will just like give us a heads up." And then when I real when I found out that I wasn't a lead, my mom was like, "Oh thank God." She was like, "I just," she was like, oh, "You know," she was like, "She was like, if anything were to happen, just let me know so I can like start my juice cleanse or something." And like, <laughs> <laughs> Not a juice box. I, I swear to God. And then the day, the day I called my mom from Tahoe, I was like, "So remember what I said? Like, I, I wasn't bringing people home." Um, I am now, and my mom was like, "What?" And I told her I became the lead, and she was like, "Oh God, I got to start my diet right now." Well, right, I wanna, right now. <laughs> I'm
2: curious to know. I love dating shows, so when you go from—if you're just now joining us—we're uh, speaking with Penny Na Lampoon uh, from Twelve Dates of Christmas on HBO Max, talking about the wild shakeup that took place mid-season, where you went from one of the the men in the dating pool to the lead man that those same men were trying to date. I want to know about that transition because how do you switch from? a bunch of dudes that you're competing against to all of a sudden looking at some of them as potential daters for you. How do you wrap your brain around that?
5: That's a great question, AJ, yeah. So, I mean, up until that point, I mean, you're kind of in the lodge, making buds, like, you know, fun times. And then, yeah, like, so by the time I began to the lead, there were three love interests, and they're already for me, but, like, two of them... John Paul and Tom, they had already became a couple.
1: Mm. So
5: Martin was the only one left. And up until I became the lead, yeah, I, I didn't look at him that way. So it was like I had to kind of rewire my brain to look at Martin through the lens of like, a potential love interest Well, it's also a like, little bit
2: it's also a little bit like insider trading like you had some info on these guys and you saw them when their guard was down and they weren't necessarily trying to impress you then all of a sudden you're this person they're trying to win over i will say yeah. uh, look I, i'm looking online it looks like where you are you from atlanta georgia is that where you're from originally
5: yeah i am, I will, I, am yeah. I,
2: I will say this my fiance uh we've been together a little over nine years we're planning the wedding in june uh is born and raised in atlanta they breed some really, really good men, so hopefully you're one of those guys. Uh, is, 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 there, is there love in the future? I don't know how far you can tell us in advance what's going on, if you can update us, but where does your love life stand currently?
5: So, um, you know, Winston lives in D.C. I, I now I was living in Atlanta, but I now live in Los Angeles, um, and it like the distance has been very complicated. Um, we're we're still figuring it out, to be honest. But, um, he's, I mean, he's, we're, we're very much still there for each other in each other's lives. But Aww. we're just, we're kind of figuring it out. That's real. I love
3: that. Yeah. You know, I think it's so funny back to that having to change it up and like them. Um, the biggest saying in the lesbian world is you either want to F them. Or fight them. And mm. so that's how we look at all of our, like, when we're hunting, we're like, what do we want to do first? And sometimes it really well, is Well, and both. then
2: the other saying is, are we going to split the cost of the U-Haul or am I just going to pay for it on my own because you can't afford it? That I I'm mean, those dead. are the two sayings that jump saying, but that as jump a gay out.
3: man, we appreciate you talking for lesbians. <laughs> I'm, I'm just dead. kidding. Uh, listen, 12 Dates of Christmas is now streaming on HBO Max. Thank you so much for joining us, honey. It's great to watch you on the show, and we're so happy that you're Finding love uh, after the pandemic, which is like the most exciting thing to me.
5: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, honey, of course. Yeah, of Take course. Care.
3: Now coming up for What the Health, Dr. Laura Rush joins us to talk about Omicron. And although it may not be deadly, it still can be very contagious. What we need to know coming up next.
2: I want to tell you something great. You're going to love this story, Michaela Gordon. Go off, babe. Capital One is set to ditch overdraft fees.
3: <laughs> Love the that. Largest Thank God.
2: U.S. Bank yet to end the industry practice of charging customers 25 to $35 uh, when they allow transactions to go through, even though uh, those transactions are beyond what the balance might be in your account. Now, this is going to cost the bank about $150 million of annual revenue. Uh, but typically, uh, these bank practices uh, take advantage of the financially vulnerable amongst us, and it's not okay. And they said, listen, eliminating overdraft fees is another step in our effort to bring ingenuity, simplicity, and humanity to banking. Uh, And uh, that's really incredible. I'll tell you what, when I was in my 20s, and even sometimes in my early 30s, I would get hit with those overdraft fees when you're living paycheck oh my God, to paycheck, so much. and then it's all of awful. a sudden you, you buy one thing and you go over a dollar and you get a thirty nine dollar fee or a thirty five dollar fee, and then it goes another day and you get another one. And what are you supposed to do? You wait until you get your paycheck, and by the time that comes, you may it's have gone. had four days of overdraft fees. So then your paycheck comes in and just covers the overdraft fees. It's terrible. So this is a really really big deal. Luckily, I'm not in that position anymore, but I can relate. Absolutely. And uh, nobody likes nobody likes those. Nobody likes reaching out. Um, uh, and asking your bank, hey, can you uh, can you erase that one for me? Because uh, i got money now. Yeah, It's just humiliating. So humiliating. good job, Capital One. Maybe uh, Chase and Bank of America will follow suit.
3: Absolutely. All right, this story is amazing. The Canadian Parliament's updated bill to ban the practice of conversion therapy has been adopted unanimously by the House of Commons. Lawmakers voted to fast-track Bill C-4. Wednesday afternoon, it's such a big deal. Canadian lawmakers passing this, uh, banning the practice of conversion therapy, which aims to change individuals' sexual orientation or gender identity, um, has been deemed so harmful by health experts globally um, and... uh, it's just been proven to be so much more time harmful. Time and time
2: again. And I
3: love that Canada is taking the steps to just completely end this. I hope that other countries follow suit. I hope that more states in the U.S. do as well. We still have a lot of uh, states that allow conversion therapy. Well, so. the vote
2: wasn't even close. Yeah. Like, do we have this? Do we have the audio? Listen to the, how the vote actually went down. This does not happened in the United States.
1: There being no dissenting voice, I declare the motion carried.
3: Out. Obsessed.
2: That's both sides right there. There's not a single dissenting voice. None. Zero. Zero. None. Not, not one. One. Zero. One. zero. zero. None. <laughs> not one. Zero. Not
3: one. All right. I'm getting on the road right now. This is telling me something good is brought to you by McDonald's. I might hit up McDonald's because right now you can get a, pe- a peppermint mocha. They're so good. For just $2. Uh, prices may vary. I'm going to be singing at the Desert uh, Rose Playhouse Very excited with Brian Justin Crum. We talked to him earlier this week, singing some of your holiday classics. If you have missed uh, your chance to get tickets, you can always go to desertroseplayhouse.org. Show starts at 7 tonight and tomorrow. I'm headed on the road. She's got a fresh spray
2: tan, so you're ready. Fresh
3: lashes, fresh tan. A
2: peppermint mocha from McDonald's while you're on the road listening on the Odyssey app uh, to uh, all the greatest holiday hits that Channel Q has has to offer, including Sugar and Spice, which I'm sure you're performing this weekend. I
3: sure am. So you can get ready to
2: sing Along with her.
3: That's right. We have a great show for you next week as we're inching towards Christmas. I'm so excited.
2: If you're celebrating Hanukkah still, you're
3: still celebrating Happy Hanukkah.
2: (laughs) All kinds of holidays right now.
3: A beautiful weekend, and we'll see you Monday.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.